Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. There's many a strange impulse out on the plains of West Texas. There's many a young boy who feels things he don't comprehend. Well, small towns don't like it when somebody falls between sexes. No, small towns don't like it when a cowboy has feelings for men. Well, I believe in my soul that inside every man there's a feminine. And inside every lady there's a deep manly voice loud and clear. Well, a cowboy may brag about things that he does with his women. But the ones who brag loudest are the ones that are most likely queer. Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other. What did you think those saddles and boots was about? There's many a cowboy who don't understand the way that he feels towards his brother. Inside every cowboy there's a lady who'd love to slip out Well ten men for each woman was the rule way back when on the prairie Yet somehow those cowboys must have kept themselves warm late at night Well cowboys are famous for getting riled up about fairies But I'll tell you the reason a big strong man gets so uptight Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other That's why they wear leather and Levi's with belts buckled tight There's many a cowboy who don't understand The way that he feels towards his brother there's many a cowboy who's more like a lady at night Well, there's always somebody who says what the others just whisper And mostly that someone's the first one to get shot down dead When you talk to a cowboy, don't treat him like he was a sister don't mess with a lady that's sleeping in each cowboy's head Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other Even though they take speed and drive pickups and shoot their big guns There's many a cowboy who don't understand The way that he feels towards his brother there's many a cowboy who keeps quiet about things he's done. So many things to say about that song. So first and foremost, let's start with the moment of discovery. My moment of discovery. Uh, the band is called Pansy Division, uh, credited with being one of the first openly gay punk bands, one of the first openly gay rock bands. Uh, that particular version of 
cowboys are frequently secretly in love with each other goes back to the mid-90s and again the moment of discovery back in the mid-90s i was in a power pop trio called jennifer patience research them if you must but that's not who we're here to talk about let's focus our attention back on pansy division pansy division a uh, band from san francisco and they covered cowboys are frequently secretly fond of each other i realized a moment ago i said frequently in love with each other and i i apologize the title is cowboys are frequently secretly fond of each other the song was part of a compilation cd that came out in the mid 90s called sasquatch and the compilation was put out by my good friend and former roommate and former bandmate wally pleasant another dude who you should you should research on your own time but uh i was a part of this power pop trio called jennifer patience wally said hey uh putting out this compilation would you like to be on this and we had already uh, been slotted to be on another compilation and so being asked to be on yet another compilation meant more exposure for us so no brainer so uh we were on this compilation along with wally and pansy division so we were kind of in good company there so that was the very first time i heard that song and this was in a day in the age when the interwebs were still fairly larval so didn't really have a whole lot of information all i knew that this was a really cool song a smart song a song that just really just had everything it was humorous but it was topical and it was thought-provoking and potentially uh controversial so uh, a song that you know may have uh, slipped out of mind for a bit but whenever i heard it again or thought about it it just it was like yesterday so uh go forward many many years uh let's actually let's go back several years if you will i'm sorry uh so pansy divisions cover came about in the mid 90s the song was actually written by a guy by the name of ned sublet a guy who is from lubbock texas uh songwriter composer musicologist uh just a very well-rounded individual and at the time that he wrote the song he was uh writing and performing country music with a cuban flair and he wrote this song in uh i'd say about 1981 and i don't know if he ever recorded it if there is a ned sublet version floating around there perhaps it went out of print uh if i'm misspeaking i apologize but it's a song that uh, attracted the attention of one red-headed stranger by the name of Willie Nelson, who really took a shine to the song uh, and really liked it a lot, but uh, waited for a while before he started performing it uh, in, in, in performing it live. Uh, and namely, he was inspired by the success of the movie Brokeback Mountain. So Willie started performing it live and eventually recorded the song and it was met with again controversy because it deals with a subject matter that really in this day and age it shouldn't be a big deal uh people 
love who they love. And it should be the end of the story. But there's still people in this world who care too much about who people love. And instead should be more like, oh, you found somebody to love? That's great. I don't care if he is, or her, I'm sorry, I just totally stepped in it. I don't care if they are man, woman, or Martian. All that matters is that you have found somebody to love. It should be the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story. So, suffice it to say, I'm going to tip my hand. We're going to close out today's show with Willie's cover of Cowboys Are Frequently Secretly Fond of Each Other. And why are we bookending today's show with this particular song? I'll tell you why. Because I had a really good idea that came a little too late. And I apologize again. I'm going to be apologizing all over the place. Yes, I realize Pride Month was June. We are now almost at the end of July. And I apologize for not having the wherewithal to implement this this idea earlier. But uh, here I was, you know, this week thinking, I'm not really sure what the show this week is going to be about. So I just started thinking and just relaxing my brain, just like, you know what, the ideals will come, the ideas will come. And I, I had been knocking around the idea in my head for maybe about the last couple weeks or so, and I thought, well, this is a good time to do this. Although we should have done it during Pride Month, but there is a lot of buzz around a phenomenon referred to as queer country. Now, I am not being flip when I say that. Uh, this is a musical movement, if you will. I, I hesitate to, to call it a genre because it is just another part of the, I would say, you know, with country being the big overarching umbrella, I would say that queer country would be a subset of alt-country, which of course has always been the forward-thinking, more adventurous, more uh, experimental, more pioneering aspect of uh, modern, quote-unquote, American roots music. And with, uh, with the, quote-unquote, queer country, it's not so much, you know, that it's always different. I think a lot of this music harkens back to the honky-tonk, and it really speaks, and a lot of it is, is more modern, but it all has one thing in common. It is created by citizens of the LGBTQIA community. And I was really nervous right there because those are a lot of letters there to get correct in the right order. So, uh, yeah, suffice it to say, it's not so much you know, the quote-unquote queer country sound is this. It's more like, no, here is a community of people who have been creating in this genre for years and now are finally getting recognized for doing so, and, and it's about time. And we're going to spend some quality time today uh, just basking in the glow of the rainbow that is queer country, which dates back the very first quote-unquote uh, out-and-proud country band uh, harkens back to 1973, a band called Lavender Country. And we're going to include them in our overview. And they actually performed 
at uh, Hopscotch a couple of years ago, one of the years that I went, and I kick myself for missing that. I'm like, when you go to Hopscotch, it's one of those times when you could clone yourself and still not catch everything. But uh, in our overview, I'm not promising that it's going to be the end-all, be-all. It's not going to be completely comprehensive. I've just picked like about six or seven artists who either I really like a lot and have just always enjoyed and just never really realized they were part of this community and others who I knew instantly because they began their careers at a time and a place when it was just more acceptable to be out. So uh, we're going to spend some quality time with uh, the uh, citizens of the queer country movement, and that is going to be later on in today's show. Uh, and with that, uh, we kick the doors open with Pansy Division's cover of Cowboys Are Frequently Secretly Fond of Each Other. That is a long title, but when you're a word person like I, it, it's, it's, it's one of those titles that just, it clicks. You know, having all those multi-syllabic multi words that sound really well together. Plus, you've got two adverbs back-to-back, -back, frequently and secretly, which almost rhyme. Sometimes those near rhymes are almost as awesome as the perfect rhymes. So, hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here weekly on NRM Streamcast, as well as a host of other places where you find such podcasts. And I will go down the list momentarily here. You can get us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And you can find the archive of podcast episodes at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com. You'll find that along with blog posts and playlists. And we are getting really close to having all of the playlists going back to April of 2003 digitized. We are getting really super close. But even as I am getting closer to finishing it, I'm also not completely done because we're digitizing it, but then we're also reformatting a lot of the things, which, you know, to have this as something to keep me busy uh, during this quarantine is kind of a gift, because when I get to those moments of, okay, I'm bored and I need a different flavor of distraction, because there's no shortage of distractions, I'm like, oh, let's uh, work on the uh, whole playlist project. So, anyway, regardless of where you find your podcasts, I urge you, once that you've chosen your stream, no pun intended, and have decided to subscribe, and I urge you to subscribe, subscribe, download, please leave us your ratings and or reviews. Doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive, every opinion counts. So, anyway, so uh, what else? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Exile on East Street. And we encourage you to like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. So, what else do we have on today's show? 
aside from our deep dive into the realm of queer country, we are going to spend some quality time with the brand new record from the Jayhawks. It's been out for a couple weeks, and again, as I was thinking, what are we going to do this week's show about? I just, you know, of the many things that were swirling around my head, one was the realization of, oh, the Jayhawks' new record has been out for a couple of weeks, and we haven't really spent any quality time with that, so let's throw that in the mix. Uh, plus, I, as I've been going through and uh, digitizing these playlists, I've been reminded about all this cool music that we used to play on the show quite frequently, and... I, I think that if the show were a daily show instead of a weekly show, these songs would still be in the rotation, but because it's a weekly show, there tends to be this focus on what's current, sprinkled with, you know, ghosts of the past. So I'm looking at these lists and going, wow, I remember that song, or I really like that song, we haven't played it in a while, or I don't remember playing that song at all, or I don't remember that artist. And so it's been an interesting trip down memory lane. Uh, but I decided that it would be cool to revisit some of these songs. So today we're going to spend some quality time with some songs that were in heavy rotation on the show back during our first year, back in 2003. So all this and much, much less on today's show. So, uh, before we get to anything else, though, uh, the first set of music, uh, we've got one, two, three, we've got four songs from uh, forthcoming albums, plus one that is a, uh, the latest in a series of standalone singles. And so, it's safe to say that all four of these songs really don't have a whole lot to do with each other, which really speaks really nicely to the whole eclectic nature of this show that we strive to achieve. So, uh, first song is from the forthcoming Old 97's record. It is their 12th record. It is called 12th, and it will be dropping in August, and we've played one of the other songs. There have been two so far that have been... Uh, dropped previously this is the latest it is dropped earlier this week from the forthcoming album from old 97's called 12th this one is called the dropouts Good enough for the dropouts 
southern trees Bear a strange fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the root Black bodies swinging In the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Pastoral scenes Of the gallant south Bulging eyes And twisted mouths The scent of magnolias Sweet and fresh Then the sudden smell of burnt Without a doubt, one of the most storied songs in all of modern contemporary music, and a song whose relevance resonates even louder 
in the climate that we are now currently in the middle of. The great Betty Levette, one of the great interpreters of American song, uh, a name who maybe you're not familiar with, but uh, perhaps you remember her from uh, 2009, the very first Obama inauguration, uh, duetting with John Bon Jovi on uh, a rendition of Sam Cooke's uh, Change is Gonna Come. Um, I've been a big fan of Betty Levette for years, and yet another name that uh, I encourage you investigate uh, her new album drops on August 28th. It's called Blackbirds. And from Betty Levette, we heard the song First Made Immortal by the late, great Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit. Before that, the eighth standalone single from one of my favorites, uh, Mayor Hawthorne, uh, a dude who grew up in Detroit like I did, made his bones in Ann Arbor, uh, has been making some awesome albums for many years, uh, over the past couple of years, focusing his attention to uh, the duo called Tuxedo that uh, he is half of, along with DJ Jake One. Uh, but uh, Mayer, who has not released a proper solo album in about four years, has been releasing standalone singles over the past couple of years, the latest dropped earlier this week called Rare Changes. Before that, oh, happy news this week. Um, been enjoying her Instagram feed, but it has been four years since a proper solo album from Lydia Loveless. But that is all about to change. She just dropped a brand new single this week that we heard in the middle of that set called Love Is Not Enough. And there's an awesome, awesome, fun, and funny, just wonderful video that accompanies it. And I encourage you to seek it out because I know that a lot of people are like music videos, but this one is just delightfully low tech and just wonderful. And I'm just giggling thinking about it. So the new album from Lydia Loveless will be called Daughter. It drops on September 25th, and it is her first for her very own Honey, You're Gonna Be Late records. Uh, Lydia, a lot of changes going on in her life. Uh, she moved from Columbus to North Carolina, so it's awesome to know that she lives in the same state that I do. Uh, she is divorced and she is no longer with Bloodshot Records, which um, the whole situation at Bloodshot Records is pretty messed up, and I'll just, I'll just hit upon it very briefly. So a couple years back, one of the partners of Bloodshot Records, a woman by the name of Nan Warshaw, uh, her significant other, uh, is a rather, uh, how shall we say, sketchy dude, who uh, there were allegations against him for being kind of creepy and predatory and just not cool. And Lydia was one of the people who this creepy, sketchy dude was focusing his attentions on, and Lydia was not silent about it. So uh, Nan Warshaw agreed to leave Bloodshot Records, still standing by uh, this creep, uh, that uh, was being a creepy predator. 
so in the, the deal was that Nana Warshaw and Rob Miller, the other partner in Bloodshot Records, were supposed to just basically say, okay, we're going to part ways. And Rob was like, okay, I'm going to buy out your half. But recently, uh, Nan Warshaw on the down low decided that instead of doing what she had originally agreed to do, was going to just try and sell Bloodshot Records to the highest bidder. In the meantime, the artists of Bloodshot Records not receiving the royalty payments that are due to them. So uh, I learned about this. I'm like, I knew that uh, there was weird business with, with Warshaw and her creepy dude, but I wasn't aware of all the shady business doings until earlier this week when I saw a post from uh, Sarah Shook. And uh, there was uh, another artist from uh, the Bloodshot stable, Jason Hawk Harris, who had posted. And they were like, it seems like there's this ground, ground, ground spring, wellspring of uh, artists from the Bloodshot stable who are choosing not to be silent about this because they're, they're being cheated out of what is theirs. So I'm doing my part in bringing that to light with my platform, I don't know how good, it, how much good it's going to do, but all I know is I love Bloodshot Records, and I, I want them to continue to succeed and their artists to thrive, and I don't want Bloodshot Records to be held hostage. I don't want these artists to be held hostage, and I don't want Bloodshot to go away because of one person who just was just not completely, totally awesome. So... Uh, there you have it. There you go. And it's kind of weird because, uh, they're not the only indie label going through a, uh, a rough time. Uh, apparently there's this other label that, okay, I need to hand in my indie cred card now. There's a, a label called Burger Records who, uh, staff members and artists are alleged, they're, they've been allegedly alleged, if if I may mangle the English language, they are being allegedly alleged of sexual misconduct. And when I started seeing these stories, I'm like, I am not familiar with Burger Records. I am not cool. But um, apparently uh, friends of mine who are fans of the music that uh, has been released over the years by Burger Records are bummed out about it because... Apparently, they put out a lot of good music, but uh, apparently they will be no more. So, um, let it be a lesson, kids. Be careful what you do, and if, if you got skeletons in your closet, and if you've got shit that you've done that you're, you're not proud of, just own it. So, and uh, easier said than done, I know, but, you know, these, these are times... These are times we are going through, and, you know, chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. So, uh, at the top of the set, uh, before Buddy Levette, before Mayor Hawthorne, before Lydia Loveless, uh, we heard brand new music from the old 97s. Their new album called 12th, which will be their 12th, drops on August 21st, and... Speaking of dropping, that single was called The Dropouts. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here every week 
on NRM Streamcast, as well as a smoking boatload of places where you get such things. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And you can find an archive of the podcasts at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com. No matter where you get your podcasts, we encourage you to leave ratings and or reviews. Uh, You can go ahead and like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. And we encourage you, if you would like to go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you may do so at Exile on E Street. Moving right along, uh, the brand new record from the Jayhawks has been out for a couple of weeks. It's called XOXO, or do you do you read it as XOXO? Do you read it as JoJo, like a homage to uh, Led Zeppelin? Or do you read it as um, Kiss Hug, Kiss Hug? I don't know. I'm just going to call it XOXO. And, you know, the Jayhawks are one of these bands that I've always dug. But, you know, they have... They have good records, they have great records, and uh, there are records that really reach out and grab you, like Hollywood Town Hall, uh, like uh, Rainy Day Music. Then there's others where you're just like, yeah, that's nice, that's cool. Um, but And they're kind of like Sun Volt in that respect. You know, you, there, there's never a such thing as a bad Sun Volt record or a bad Jayhawks record. There's just... Records that you put on and you're going, hey, that that's nice, that's cool, I, I can I can dig that. And there's records that are just they just jump out at you. And I think XOXO is one of the latter. You know, the Jayhawks sometimes they like, not unlike a Sun Vault, can kind of get into that kind of you know just nice harmonies, kind of you know subdued, just laid back. But, you know, sometimes they get in a mood where they're getting a little bit raucous, and there's a lot of that on this record. And I've only really seriously taken a cursory listen to this, but what I've heard, I dig. So with that in mind, we're going to listen to a fistful of tracks from the brand new record from the Jayhawks called XOXO, and this one's called This Forgotten Town. Feet in the ground 
a fistful of tracks from the brand new record from the Jayhawks. It's been out for a couple weeks now, and it's called XOXO. We heard Little Victories, Illuminate, Society Pages, Dogtown Days, and at the top of the set, This Forgotten Town. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast as well as many of the places where you get such things, places like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And you can also find the archive of our podcasts at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com as well as uh, playlists and blog posts and other fun stuff. You can follow us on Exile on E Street, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can go ahead and like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Regardless of where you get your podcast, please leave us rating and or review. It lets us know that we are not just spitting in the wind. And I have to share with you a little bit of a little behind-the-scenes stuff here, which I'm just totally just tickled by. So every day I'm checking on the analytics of the podcast, and, and, and it's fun to look at the numbers, and it's fun to see, you know, when a new episode drops and people are downloading it. And it's even more fun to see the geographical breakdown. So 98.21% of of our listeners are in the United States, but I've been delighted to see that uh, recently we have 1.19% of our listeners are in Mongolia, and we've got 0.6% of our listeners in Italy. So to our listeners around the world, thank you. We welcome you uh, to to all of our peeps in Mongolia and Italy. But uh, in the States here, our largest contingent, 64.85%. Here in North Carolina, which makes sense because we originate in North Carolina, uh, the second biggest contingent, 18.18% in Michigan. Well, that is where I'm from, so that totally makes sense. We've also got peeps in Oregon, Arizona, South, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Washington, and Ohio. But the fact that we have got people in Mongolia and Italy listening, that just that just makes me so happy. So thanks to all of you who are listening. We appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy the show. Moving right along, uh, as I was saying earlier, we are going to take a deep dive into the uh, genre. Now, can we really call it a genre? I don't know. Is it a genre? Is it a movement? I don't know. All I know is that I'm happy that it exists. There has been a phenomenon referred to as queer country. And again, I'm not being flip. This is what is being referred to uh, by music journalists, by fans, by members of the LGBTQI community. So, I mean it purely in the sense of, uh, because there was a day and age where the word queer was kind of meant uh, as derogatory, but now it is, is being uh, um, reappropriated by the community 
uh, by the LGBTQI community. So I, when I say that word, I certainly mean it with no disrespect. Uh, and and, and it, this is a day and age where we have to be careful more now than ever uh, of what we say. So again, it is referred to largely as queer country. So, uh, but we are going to take a deep dive into the phenomenon and the thing is, it's it's not just a trend, it's not a fad, it is just more of a general recognition that there have been artists, artists from the LGBTQI community who have been making country music for a while now. And now there's just been enough of them where they're like, hey, we have this other thing in common. We are a community within a community. So let's call it that. Let's call it a community within a community, which is a wonderful thing. We're going to sit back, relax, and listen to seven artists who loudly and proudly represent the queer country community. The queer country community, which uh, is a community within the community of the LGBTQIA community. And I, I'm impressed with myself that I've been able to get the, the letters of that acronym out in the proper order without flubbing it up. Uh, it, with practice comes perfect. Uh, regardless, uh, these are seven artists who I enjoy and hopefully you enjoy, or maybe you're hearing them for the first time. Uh, all I know is that you're, you're going to hear some awesome music here. Uh, the first artist, man, this guy is a force of nature. Uh, saw him at uh, Hopscotch last year, and it was one of the highlights. A man who is so iconic that there were people there cosplaying as him. And just, he's an awesome songwriter. As a vocalist, he reminds me so much of the late, great Roy Orbison. As a showman, you know, he's just, he was he was not supposed to be on the main stage. He was actually originally supposed to be at uh, one of the smaller club shows. But unfortunately, Dave Berman of Purple Mountains, who were supposed to be on right before Jenny Lewis, had committed suicide recently. So he, his, his untimely passing left a hole on one of the main stage schedules. And so Orville Peck went on right before Jenny Lewis, and man, he owned that stage. And he played as if he were originally scheduled to be there. And uh, his first album dropped last year on Sub Pop Records called Pony. Check it out. He just recently signed to Columbia Records. He just jumped to the big time. And to commemorate that, there is a, an EP that is coming out very soon called Show Pony. So it's kind of like a continuing, continuation of Pony. Uh, we're going to listen to the opening track from Show Pony. It's called Summertime. It's music from Orville Peck. And chasing the horizon Nothing holds me down Asking where the time's gone Dreaming with the lights on Trying to keep your eyes on Something along the rise You and I Bide our time 
Jesse James I didn't ride with wanted outlaws Didn't ride with outlaw games You'll never find my name Though you may look For my name is only found In the devil's book I leave a wake of death behind me A thousand miles wide A thousand
legendary Katie Lang. Man, it's been a while since we've had a record from Katie Lang. And uh, last time that we heard Katie Lang was her collaboration with Laura Veers and Nico Case, an awesome album called Case Lang Veers that made our top 10 a couple of years ago. And man, it would be really cool to hear some new music from Katie Lang. She's one of those artists who I've always dug. Going back to album number three, the one that seriously put her on the map, Absolute Torch and Twang, which was kind of a, uh, a mission statement, if you will, because up until that point, she'd been kind of straddling the lines between doing the cowpunk thing and doing the, uh, the kind of torchy kind of uh, Patsy Cline kind of thing. And both uh, things kind of came together in this glorious, glorious album called Absolute Torch and Twang. And from there on, you know, the world was Katie Lang's to have. And I dug her first and foremost because, you know, as a college kid who is really discovering the whole alt-country, cowpunk, roots rock thing, she spoke to me. But she was also this really cool Canadian artist. And growing up in Detroit, you know, Canada was, was a neighbor. And so, big fan of the Canadian content. And then on top of all that, here she is. She, she comes out of the closet. And I'm like, wow, she, she just keeps getting cooler and cooler. You know, she's a world-class badass who makes this awesome music. And when she made Absolute Torch and Twang and she stood on stage accepting her Grammys, uh, talking about, uh, and I'm going to mess up her words, but basically she was talking about uh, cultivating this patch of alternative country in Canada that she spoke to as this real estate that she was so proud of owning. I, I, I couldn't have been prouder of her as a dyed-in-the-wool cowpunk. And uh, just she, everything about Katie Lang is just super cool. And when she stood on that stage and gave that speech, I don't think that at that moment she envisioned a world where several years later there would be uh, this thing called queer country, of which she, she is a pioneer. And she, you know, just aside from her gender and her uh, gender politics and her gender identity, Katie Lang is just awesome. And Didn't I, from Absolute Torch and Twang, one of my all-time favorite Katie Lang songs. Before that, North Carolina's own Sarah Shook in The Disarmers. What a really cool band. What a really cool person. I remember uh, the first time I heard Sarah Shook. It was uh, roughly about four years ago uh, when uh, it was a weird weekend. It was a very weird weekend in January where I went in for my first colonoscopy, and that was the least invasive thing that happened to me on that day. The most invasive thing that happened to me on that day was the inauguration of 45. So uh, suffice it to say, I, I was not in a great headspace this weekend, but my good friend Laurel Steele, who was one of my colleagues back at Plaza Midwood Community Radio, said, hey, Come on out on Sunday night to the Thirsty Beaver, which is this really cool place in town here in Charlotte, which is another story for another time. But suffice it to say, she's like, come on out Sunday night. This awesome band from Asheville called Sarah Shook and the Disarmers are playing, and you would dig them. 
and I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's cold. It's wet. It's rainy. We've got four years of hell to, to look forward to. Uh, I, I just had my first colonoscopy. This is a weird, weird weekend for me. I don't know if I feel like stepping out of my cocoon. And I'm really glad I did because I got to see Sarah Shook and the Disarmers for the first time and briefly got to speak with her. And this was right around the time that they were signing to Bloodshot. And it was just really cool and have gotten to, to speak with her and watch her perform since. And just what a cool artist. What a great songwriter. Uh, nobody writes a better drinking song than Sarah Shook as far as like modern uh, country writers. And ironically, uh, she is celebrating a year of sobriety. So uh, mazel tov to Sarah. And uh, so going back to the f first album by Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, there was a previous album by Sarah Shook and the Devil, but uh, this was the first album credited to the Disarmers, uh, album called Sidelong, which came out in 2013, was, no, 2015, was reissued in 2017, was reissued on Bloodshot. And my favorite song of theirs called No Name, which... I, I was a I was a bonehead and I was at a show of theirs at uh, the Evening Muse here in town and to me the song was called Devil's Book and so I was yelling out for them to play that and she heard me and she goes we don't have a song by that name and I was like oh and I was schooled the song is called No Name <laughs> but uh, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers and I didn't realize that Sarah Shook was part of this whole lgbtqia community until recently uh sarah uh identifies as bisexual so we include her in our uh overview of uh queer country as uh we are late to the party we really should have done this in uh in june as part of pride month but uh better late than never better late than neville better late than never uh, before Sarah Shook, before Katie Lang, the Secret Emchi Society, which uh, they're a band I wasn't aware of until a few months back when one of my favorite uh, promo people out of Chicago had sent me the CD, Secret Emchi Society, and that's E-M-C-H-Y, uh, as a band fronted by Cindy Emchi. And I, I had to ask uh, my, my promo friend, I said, is it pronounced Emchi or Emchi? And he wrote me back, and he's like, Emchi, like kimchi, and I do loves me some kimchi. So uh, we have Secret Emchi Society, the album called The Chaser, and the album closing track, Dance Like the World is Ending, end of the line before that comes to us from Hooray for the Riff Raffs album, Small Town Heroes, a band I really seriously dig. Uh, that album and their subsequent album made her top 10. Alinda Lee Segura, is the front woman of Hooray for the Riff Raff, another artist who I doesn't didn't realize was part of this LGBTQI community, but you know, finding out about it just kind of made her cooler and more interesting to me. And uh, you know, that's the whole idea of doing this uh, overview is I didn't want to go and try to create the absolute end all be all. I just wanted to go ahead and uh, put together a mix of artists who I loved and knew from the get-go were part of this community. And artists who I've already dug and 
didn't realize were part of this community, but knowing that they were part of the community just just enhanced the experience. And uh, we also included some pioneers, like uh, the artists we heard before, Hooray for the Riff Raff. Uh, going back to 1973, a band called Lavender Country. And we talk about artists in the queer country community as being artists who, you know, they have that freedom to, you know, if we want to go ahead and address the issues, we can. We have that freedom. Or we can just be artists who love making the music that we love, who just happen to be members of the LGBTQIA community. And for uh, Lavender Country, uh, this was a record that was made at a time when it was really dangerous to be out of the closet. And they made a record that just made no bones about it. Every single track on this record addressed what it was like to be gay in the early 1970s. And again, you know, I said earlier, they played at Hopscotch. A few years back and I kick myself for missing that so hopefully I get a chance to watch Lavender Country uh, play as they do play occasionally and of all the songs that uh, I could have picked I felt like this one was the best one to, to play called Back in the Closet again which really kind of frames that moment in time in the early 70s when uh, you know the Black Panther movement and the women's liberation movement and, you know, all these different movements going on in the early 70s, you know, civil rights, uh, you know, gay rights, um, uh, women's rights, and, 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 and uh, some, uh, you know, some of these uh, groups had, a, I don't want to say easier time, but I think that it was more difficult uh, to, to be a gay person in the early 70s than it was to be a woman fighting for equal rights or uh, a black person fighting for equal rights. I'm like, I don't think it was an easy fight for any of them. And it continues to be a struggle in different levels. Granted today, much easier, but we, you know, like I said, uh, several weeks ago, it's going to be a long walk home, but here was a band who had the balls to just song after song, just address that, you know, this is what it's like to be a gay person in 1970s. So there you have it, Lavender Country and Back in the Closet again, which kind of takes that old country chestnut back in the saddle again and turns it on its ear. That's another reason why I dig that. Before that, Karen in the Sorrows, awesome band that I learned about last year. The same promo guy out of Chicago who has never done wrong by me introduced me to Karen in the Sorrows. And they, they're they uh, trafficking in that old school, high lonesome country sound that is just as equally influenced by the old school country as it is by things like David Lynch and the Handsome Family. And, uh, you know, uh, Karen Pittleman, again. Another reason I love Karen in the Sorrows, Karen Pittleman, a proud member of the tribe. She's Jewish. So anytime I hear that there's uh, another uh, fellow member of the tribe who is making music that makes me insanely happy. So here, here's Karen. Uh, she is out and proud uh, as, as, as a uh, member of the LGBTQIA 
community. She is a proud member of the tribe of Israel, and she's making some awesome music. Uh, Karen in the Sorrows, their album from last year called Guaranteed Broken Heart, and Why Won't You Come Back to Me at the top of the set. Orville Peck. There needs to be an Orville Peck action figure, or at the very least an Orville Peck Funko Pop. Or, dare I say it, maybe an Orville Peck Deadpool mashup. I think that would be awesome. If you've never seen Orville Peck, Google him. Um, like the dude wears a cowboy hat, and he's got this like leather fringe mask. And, man, like I said, got to see him last year at Hopscotch, and it was one of the best live performances I've ever seen. And even, even before watching him play, I got to watch him sound check. And even in the sound check, he was pretty fucking riveting. So uh, Orville Peck's album of last year is called Pony. It's out on Sub Pop. It's been out for about a year now. He just signed to Columbia, and to celebrate that, the EP entitled Show Pony will be dropping sometime in August. Uh, we heard from Show Pony uh, the song called Summertime. Uh, we've played another one of the tracks from it. There are like maybe three or four more tracks that we are waiting to hear. One of them, I'm not making this up, is a duet with Shania Twain. So there you have it. There you go. Uh, seven artists who are proud members of the LGBTQI community, also part of what is being called as the queer country community. Uh, loud and proud sounds that we're enjoying today and hope to be enjoying many years from now. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here weekly on NRM Streamcast, as well as a host of places where you can find such things. Places like, and we click on this here, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify. No, we're not on Spotify. I take that back. Uh, Pocket Let me start all over again. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker Castro. They're two separate things, Breaker and Castro. Uh, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And you can also find, uh, we have got an archive of the podcast episodes at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com as well as playlists aplenty. We are knee-deep in the process of digitizing all the playlists dating back to our very first episode in April of 2003. And there's a handful of blog posts there and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Exile on E Street, and we encourage you to like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Regardless of where you get the podcast, we encourage you, leave a rating and or a review. We really appreciate it. It lets us know that we're not spitting in the wind. You know, Just feel free to say whatever you want. We, we don't judge. Moving right along our final set of today's show, uh, you know, another idea I had as I was knee-deep in the process of digitizing these playlists is just coming across all these songs that we haven't played in a while. And like I was saying earlier, if our show were a daily show and, you know, just for sheer sustainability, it would have to be my primary job because to do the show once a week is a labor of love. 
but to do it daily, it would still be a labor of love. It, but it would be a it would be a job. I would have to treat it as a job, and I would need to get paid for it because otherwise I'd be half-assing it. I don't want to half-ass it, and I don't kid myself into ever thinking that this show is going to be a full-time job. As long as I have the ability to draw breath and to continue doing this, that is a gift. It started out as something I do to help me keep my sanity in between jobs. It has evolved into a labor of love, something I can't imagine not doing. So, uh, suffice it to say, and I say suffice it to say quite a bit, I think that you know, we could turn that into a drinking game. Whenever Greenberg says, suffice it to say, you take a drink. Uh, but I don't, I don't want anybody to get alcohol poisoning, so I, I'm just going to say on the record, I was kidding about that. Um, just drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, as I was in the middle of digitizing these playlists, I was reminded of all, all this really cool music that we used to play quite a bit on the show that... I noticed, wow, we haven't played in a lot. And if this were a daily show, I think a lot of these songs would be in the mix on the regular. And you would it would be a totally different show. It would be an awesome show. It would be a, an awesome show in a different way. But because we're a weekly show, we just try to keep things super relevant, you know, super current, uh, sprinkled with some of the older stuff we like, which... You know, means that a lot of times things we love kind of fall through the cracks and kind of get left at the wayside, which is not what we mean to do, but, you know, life. Um, but uh, you know, as, as we're going through the, the playlist, I'm noticing all these songs. I'm going, there's got to be a way that we can bring some of, this song, some of these songs back. And here we are, we're in the middle of summer. Uh, the new releases are trickling and, uh, you know, we're stuck for, you know, what to do like this week's show i had no idea of what the show was going to be but then slowly but surely i looked in the cupboard uh like a young man with uh, not a lot of money with not a lot of groceries in the house and going what kind of tasty meal can i put together with all these disparate elements and then before you know it you're sitting down for a a, a, a sumptuous feast so i'm hoping that uh, if this is just marginally sumptuous for your ears to be feasting on today, then I've done my job. So with that in mind, I'm going to shut up, and right now we're going to listen to a six-pack of tracks that we played quite frequently on the first year of the show. Uh, songs maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But uh, this one was in heavy rotation back in the day from one of those groundbreaking bands that broke the mold when they decided to get together. The album is called Feast of Wire, the track is called Quattro, with two T's, subtitled World Drifts In. It's music from Calexico.
And ambitions were just a rope around my neck. Broke my back to earn a crust. Saw my dreams die in the dust. Now I'm walking on hell's roof, looking at the flowers. I'm walking on hell's roof, looking at the flowers. There's nothing better to do I'm not hiding, come and find me What am I doing? There's no need to remind me I'm walking on hell's roof, looking at the flowers 
This is a consolation song Your life is science fiction In a flash you'll be gone No more trials and no more troubles Bad luck and bursting bubbles Just walking on hell's roof looking at the flowers Walking on hell's roof looking at the flowers Yeah. 
desperate measures But who wants to be desperate, yeah Lonely girls don't want lonely guys But lonely girls don't want to be lonely Desperate times call for desperate measures But who wants to be desperate, oh Who wants to be desperate, yeah Who wants to be desperate
would like to travel No telling where they'll take me to Still not done scratching gravel Still gotta show me a thing or two Said take these shoes and be on your way It looks like you got traveling to do Come back and see me some other day Tell me all about where they took you to Tell me all about where they took you to in Portland. I stayed there with him one time. He had a new pair of hot top sneakers. Didn't fit him, but they fit me Yeah, 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 yeah. 
there you have it, a six-pack of tracks that were in heavy rotation back in the first year of the show, back in 2003, when the show broadcast live from WHFR in Dearborn, Michigan, on the campus of Henry Ford College, which at the time was known as Henry Ford Community College. And uh, right there, a Canadian band called Ox, the album called Dust Bowl Revival, and a song called Trans Am. Uh, for whatever reason, they refer to Trans Am as all one word, so it looks like it says Trans Am. Um, I don't know much about this band. I know I enjoyed the record. I know that uh, when I opened up the CD, there was a little code that you could use to download and unlock the second disc of this album. So apparently it was meant to be a two-disc set, but they, they found a loophole to uh, perhaps maybe there was a little bit of resistance to them putting out a two-CD set, and they decide, okay, we'll put out one CD, and then for anybody who cares, they can unlock this second CD worth of tracks. Uh, the album called Dust Bowl Revival from the Canadian band Ox, and the song Trans Am. Before that, Tim O'Brien, one of the modern masters of bluegrass music and uh, American folk music, the album Traveler, and this is one of those songs I am always going to connect with my days spent writing scripts for the nationally syndicated radio show Acoustic Cafe, which still rages on. And man, that was fun. Uh, back back at a time when, uh, you know, I, I was in between. This These were my in-between days. Uh, the years 2002 through 2006. Uh, I was in between jobs, in between uh, just... Uh, in between opportunities, just in between life. And I, I started the show as a way to help me keep my sanity in between jobs. And one of the uh, jobs that I took, and keep in mind, I kept afloat during this time with uh, temp work, with uh, freelance work, um, with unemployment if needed be. Hell, I even moved out of state for a job which uh, did not pan out on day 89. I was cut loose. I had moved to another state. Day 89, I was cut loose, and I was cut loose in a state that would not give you unemployment if you didn't make it to day 90. So I was royally screwed. Suffice it to say, one of the jobs that I got that was a constant freelance gig from 2003 through uh, late 2005, early 2006, was writing scripts for Acoustic Cafe, and it was the most fun I ever had doing something that I love and getting paid for it. So uh, one of the uh, artists and songs I learned about the, during that era was Tim O'Brien and the song Kelly Joe Shoes, and such a delightful little ditty uh, about the time that he and his friend Kelly Joe Phelps, another critically acclaimed American folk musician, uh, were uh, getting together and hanging out and uh, playing some gigs, and Kelly Joe had a pair of uh, Converse high tops that didn't fit him, so he gave them to, to Tim, and uh, Tim tells of his travels and adventures wearing those high tip high tops. High, I almost said high tips, but it's like the almost like the brotherhood of the traveling high tops, if you will. Uh, before that, before Ox, before Tim O'Brien, um, Steve Winwood. And keep in mind, 
the station I was at back then would not allow you to play established artists, which was and it induced many an eye roll because there were some of us who really loved cool, adventurous music, but we also had artists who were established that we loved, and we wanted to mix all these together. But because there were some people who would uh, get on staff and they would take that opportunity to play people who were already getting plenty of airplay on other stations, and the whole mission of our station was to play the music that wasn't getting played. So, uh, so some of these people who were just insisting on playing the, the, the stuff that was already getting a ton of exposure ruined it for the rest of us, which explained that why during my years there, I, I was rarely ever allowed to play Bruce Springsteen, which was just, it, 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 hurt, it hurt my heart. Um, but there were loopholes. Like sometimes artists who were quote-unquote established but maybe had fallen down a few rungs and were not high profile. And the litmus test was, you know, if, uh, pe if young people didn't know who they were, then, then we could play them, which is why I was able to occasionally play some tracks from this Steve Winwood album, Different Light, that came out at the time. And yeah, Steve Winwood had his, had his moment, and he's regarded as, as, as a legend of sorts. But to, to the, the young people that I did radio with then, they were like, Steve who? So, and what really jumped out at me about this record, I always liked Steve, Steve Winwood fine, but I love this record. And particularly the, the title cut, which we heard there in the middle of the set, reminded me so much of Los Lobos, who are like an all-time favorite of mine. So to me, it's that particular song sounds like the best song that Los Lobos didn't write by a guy who probably had a profound influence on Los Lobos. So how cool is that? Before that, a song that really seriously reminds me of old 97s, and it's no accident. Singer-songwriter Todd Dethridge is from Dallas, and I believe this was his first record, the one that came out in 2003 called Dream Upon a Fallen Star. This particular song, is, again, you know, it could have been the best song old 97s never wrote, and it doesn't hurt that Rhett Miller of the old 97s was doing background vocals on that. Da uh, the album from Todd Dethridge, Dream Upon a Fallen Star, the song called Desperate. Before that, the Waco Brothers. And we've played the Waco Brothers quite a bit through the years. Of course, the Waco Brothers being one of the many projects fronted by John Langford. He of the Mekons, he of many other projects. He being the British expat who makes his home in Chicago, who is a cornerstone of the stable of artists at Bloodshot Records. Uh, the very first time I heard the Waco Brothers was the very first year that we did this show. The album called Electric Waco Chair, and one of my all-time favorite Waco Brothers tracks, Walking on Hell's Roof, Looking at the Flowers, which kind of feels like what we're living through right now, right? Uh, at the top of the set, uh, a groundbreaking indie rock band who rages on today led by Joey Burns and John Convertino in a revolving cast of characters. They are called Calexico. The album from 2003 is called Feast of Wire, and the song that we heard at the top of the set in heavy rotation back in 2003, Quattro, with two Ts, subtitled World Drifts In. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here weekly on NRM Streamcast, 
as well as a bunch of other places where you get your podcasts. Uh, we are also available in archive at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com where you will find playlists and blog posts and other kinds of shenaniganery. Uh, where regardless of where you get your podcasts, we request that when you go ahead and uh, download and subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and or, or a review. One too many R sounds in that sentence there. So please do that. It makes us insanely, deliriously, uh, delightfully happy. Um, yes, as I rattle my paper, and maybe I will edit that out. I don't know. Regardless, uh, here we are. We're about to wrap things up, and we're going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kicked things off uh, with another interpretation of Ned Sublet's iconic song, Cowboys Are Frequently Secretly Fond of Each Other. This one goes back to 2009's collection called Lost Highway, the legendary Willie Nelson, who I almost saw a couple years ago. He was at the uh, Outlaw Fest, and right as he was going on, he was not feeling well, so he had to cancel. Fortunately, we had, in, earlier in the evening, had seen Old Crow Medicine Show and Sturgill Simpson. But dang it, I want to see Willie now. And I hope I get to see Willie, because uh, Willie's not getting any younger, and neither am I. And I have no idea of when we're going to be able to go to rock shows again. So, crossing my fingers, I get to see Willie. We're going to close out today's show with Willie's version of Cowboys are frequently secretly fond of each other. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe, and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl, because they understand. <laughs>
there's always somebody who says what the others just whisper And mostly that someone's the first one to get shot down dead So when you talk to a cowboy, don't treat him like he was a sister You can't fuck with a lady that's sleeping in each cowboy's head Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other What did you think all them saddles and boots was about? And there's many a cowboy who don't understand The way that he feels for his brother And inside every lady there's a cowboy who wants to come out And inside every cowboy there's a lady that love to slip out 